Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the As I See It podcast here today with another episode of Barca Base and here today once more with Nico, a.k.a. at Blaugrana TV, a.k.a. 1K off of 100K. So get him to that number, please. How you doing, Nico? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on again. No, how does it feel to be 1K off of 100K? Yeah, no, uh, at the beginning of the year, I, I sort of slumped for like a few months, like during the break, like I lost a lot of followers because I didn't post at all. But now the summer, I got back into it, never felt better. It's, it's amazing. Yes, absolutely. So before we get into it, guys, if you haven't already gone and followed that Instagram page at Blaugrana TV. Well, what the heck are you waiting for? Go ahead and do that now. Right, let's get into it. Um, today, we are going to discuss uh, a bunch of things, but with this, the center, the epicenter of the podcast being around this subject. Has Barcelona, since the Bayern defeat, since the change that has been promised, have we had enough change at the club so far? What do you think, Nico? Plain and simple, no. It doesn't take a lot of football knowledge to understand the fact that we haven't even hit the bare minimum of what we should have done. I mean, we all got our hopes up with all these reports coming out, even recently, like a week ago, reports coming out saying um, that the there's going to be a huge cleanup in the locker room all the the players that don't add anything to the team anymore are going to be looking for new destinations new clubs in the near future and so far all we have done is sold Rakitic I mean we were getting our hopes up as well because Suarez and Vidal look to be getting um look to be getting sold now Vidal there's been a halt in the process as the Inter are waiting to load off Godin to Gagliari and then Suarez, it doesn't look like he's going to be joining Juventus now because of problems with his passport and because Juventus seemed to be preferring Edin Dzeko from Roma. And with just like about 18 days left in the transfer window, it looks like we've barely done anything at all. I'm pretty disappointed in the club. Yeah, I mean, I am completely too. But you have to say, it's just typical Barcelona. I mean, we were promised a lot of change and so far that has not been delivered. Um, we all know that the answer to our problems is change. Um, yet we are just, we're not getting enough of it. So let's break down exactly what has changed um, it, since, since it was, you know, made public by the club that the idea was to get a bunch of players out the door, get some new ones in, change, you know, a lot in the club. We all remember that big uh, non-transfer, uh, sorry, that very small non-transferable list. Well, now it looks like the non-transferable list is yeah. essentially the whole squad. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, let's break down what, what exactly has changed. So to my knowledge, and pick me up if there's anything else that you, uh, that you remember or, or something that I've missed out, but we have a new manager and Rakitic has been sold. Um, the new manager brought along uh, a couple, you know, like a, 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 an assistant coach. So in, in that regard, that's changed. But I think that's everything, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there there are some stuff that Coleman has brought along, but as for the board themselves, ever since August 15th, ever since that Bayern match, nothing has changed significantly. That is. 
And it just show, it goes to show, you know, the board doing damage limitation, try to reassure the fans and then wait till they've calmed down and then do nothing, you know, essentially. Um, we we just said there that the Rakitic is the only transfer deal uh, to take place for Barcelona this transfer window. Of course, him departing the club after being a valiant servant, but going to Sevilla to, uh, in the end, compete against us, I guess. But uh, let's... Let's go ahead and touch on that transfer, shall we? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think going back to Sevilla, the club that really put him on the map was the perfect decision for Rakitic. Like, I'm really happy for him in regards to that. But selling him for 1.5 million just goes to show how bad our board is in regards to selling and buying players and just the whole business aspect of football itself. We we went into the transfer market transfer market making it incredibly obvious that we were desperate to sell players and clubs took advantage of that i mean rightfully so uh sevilla took Rakitic for 1.5 million there were heavy reliable reports saying that uh inter is gonna pay 500,000 for vidal also suarez would go for barely anything as well i mean it really just shows yeah, it really does. And I, I mentioned it a little bit in the previous podcast about that racketage deal. Um, the guaranteed money that we are getting is, as you said, that 1.5 million. But some of the variables are ridiculous. I think one of them's if Sevilla go ahead and win the Champions League. So oh we God. pretty much know we aren't going to get, <laughs> um, you know, I think it, what was it, a nine... Nine yeah, I believe around million nine million, million variables. I didn't get to take a look at them, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was one of them. Yeah, I believe one of them, I did take a look at them and I'm trying to remember, it was a while ago now since the deal went through, but one of them I think was qualification for Europe. Um, so that one is is very possible. So I, I think out of all of it, we're looking to probably get another three to four million. Um, but as I said, I think one of them was for winning Europa League. Uh, yeah. It is possible they did just win it. So to yeah. uh, retain it would be difficult. But yeah, the, the variables are just ridiculous, a lot of them. I think the plus of like, loading off players like Vidal, Rakitic and Suarez is the fact not of course not the transfer fee but the fact that we're going to be taking off like 40 to 45 million a year off our wage budget which is pretty huge for three players 45 is pretty huge yeah absolutely uh taking that money off the wage budget is is definitely needed as it seems the club at the moment are really struggling for uh finances which is Unbelievable, but then when you think that uh, Bartomeu is the man uh, spearheading the club, then not so unbelievable when when you look at it that way. But uh, yeah. but yeah, absolutely unbelievable. I know it's great to get those wages cleared off the uh, the wage bill, like you said. But still, these players, come on, they have to be going for more than they are. Yeah. Um, I think I was I was saying to you off uh, the podcast when we were just speaking that this is literally the worst time to be doing a rebuild yeah. um, with the current situation and with the drop in transfer fees in general throughout the world. You know, now we're seeing more loan deals, all that kind of stuff. So it's really not a good time for it to be happening. And when as a big club, you broadcast that you are looking to get rid of so many players for peanuts. Uh, yeah, it, it's expected really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Adult. Yeah, so, yeah, still just a complete lack of change. As we said, the only two changes really being um, Komen and his coaching staff and as well as uh, Rakitic leaving. 
The things that are looking like are going to happen is, as you said, Vidal uh, seems to be destined to leave at this point. And Suarez, we're not really sure what's happening at the moment. What is the latest on that Suarez uh, deal or no deal, uh, Nico? Yeah, not much news. I mean, um, uh, as I said before, uh, Juventus are more interested in Edin Dzeko at the moment. However, bringing in Suarez would be easier with in regards to like the transfer fee and all of that. However, um, I think... I can't remember exactly, but the news was that the earliest he could get his Italian passport, which is needed to play for Juventus under league rules, was October 6th, which is the day after the transfer window ends. <laughs> just uh, just our typical. luck. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, the main worry for me is the whole situation regarding the termination of his contract. Um, yeah. It's been heavily spoken about, basically, that we're trying to find an amicable way, amicable way between the club and Suarez to, um, you know, cut that contract short. But you can understand it from both sides. The club wants to do it amicably so they can move yeah. him on. And in from the club's point of view, they're being like, Suarez, we're doing you a favor. They're not going to pay any money to get you. So we'll cut the contract here and we'll let them sign you on probably what's looking like a free. But Suarez is like, hang on a minute. There's still a year left on my contract, I believe. Um, so I want that that yearly um, salary. And there's crazy talk about him being banished to the stands. If he Like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if I exactly believe those reports, although there was quite a few no. because Coleman came out and said today that um, if Suarez does end up staying, that he will be a part of the squad, which is good. I mean, uh, I explained it in a post of mine that I I believe that Suarez as a super sub could be phenomenal, could be oh, yeah. one of the deadliest strikers in the world again because his finishing is still world-class. It's just the fact that he can't make runs. He loses all his stamina after like the 20th minute, but if we bring him on in the final stages of the game, he can really make a difference when we need it. 100%. I mean, I think most Barca fans would agree with me here when I say... 88th minute, we need a goal. Who would you prefer to bring on? Suarez or Griezmann? I'd bring on Suarez. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just because of his nature. You know, he is, uh, he is a pain in the backside for, for, the, for yeah. uh, you know, the, the opposition. He moans. He tries to, um, you know, receive fouls. The whole, whole lot. So, and as you said, he's deadly. He is still, let's not... Let's not, you know, beat around the bush here. Still a top-class striker, absolutely. It's just for what we need at Barcelona right now. It's probably the best thing if he does, um, if he does depart. But, but yeah, I mean, how do you see the situation playing out? Uh, it's it's very hard to tell. I mean, for 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 quite a while, we were quite certain that Suarez would be going to Juventus. But every day, there's there's new news that makes the situation take a complete U-turn. But at the moment, I could I could definitely see him staying, and it's it's a large part. In fact, um, it's a it's a large part because of his wages. Um, I feel like he could have gone to Ajax already if it wasn't for his wages as well. Yeah, yeah, that is that was initially something that was rumored, wasn't it? And I think that would be a nice end to the fairy tale uh, yeah. for Suarez. But um, but yeah, it's a bit mad to me that Juventus see Jeco as a better option for them than Suarez. Um, maybe stylistically, I can understand it, but Suarez is is ten times the well, player. What's a Dzeko. bit crazy to me is why is Juventus looking for a thirty three and a thirty four year old striker? Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. Well, yeah, absolutely. You said it. I mean, is it Jekyll that's uh, 34? Yeah, yeah, he's 34. 
So I can't understand why they're prioritizing yeah, him, but yeah. but yeah, really, really weird stuff. Um, so yes, lack of change. There is a lot of it. Um, the one or the couple changes, I guess you could say, but not really, is the addition of the two new boys, Pedri and Trincao into the squad. Of course, we did sign them midway through uh, the last season. However, they're yeah. just eligible to play now. And from the two friendly games that uh, that have been broadcasted so far, um, I am very, very, very yeah. impressed, especially yeah. with Trincao. I mean, unbelievable. I remember in the first game against um, Gymnastique, the, the pass that he made to Conrad was phenomenal, like Messi-esque stuff um, when Conrad scored, but it was unfortunately offside. But that was a phenomenal assist. Uh, assist that could have been, but his yeah. dribbling is 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 unbelievable. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. He dances with the ball at his feet. He is surprisingly strong. I think many people probably from his stature would think he's slightly weak, uh, needs to bulk up a bit, but he's actually quite strong. He holds uh, the ball. He holds men off the ball very well. Yeah, and tall um, too. He glides with the ball as well. Yeah, tall too. Six foot for a winger. That's pretty good considering he's still very agile and speedy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in today's game that has just gone by, we'll probably speak about it a little bit. Uh, it was a friendly match against Girona and um, Pedri had a couple chances to score. One was a good save. Unfortunately, it would have been great to to get him off the mark scoring yeah. for Barcelona. Uh, Trincao, uh, Trincao too had opportunities, um, unfortunately unable to convert. But honestly, I, I'm, I don't think I've been this impressed with assigning like just making this initial impact yeah in a long time yeah 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 he really has and yeah although it is against lower league sides i really think i hope he can convert this momentum onto the upcoming la liga games because we do have quite a rough few first fixtures yeah we do and and that's why it's so important that uh coman just gets his ideas, his philosophy, his uh, playing style, his tactics drilled into these uh, these players at the club very, very quickly so that we are ready to to start straight away and start strong. And I think if these, I know they are, you know, not the caliber of teams perhaps that, you know, would cause us a lot of, of, tr- of problems, but, you know, still you have to beat the team that's in front of you and with quite a new look to the team in a way, uh, not from players, but stylistically in terms of the playing style that they're being asked to play. Um, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely think it, it's been a positive, these two friendly games. Do you, do you see it that way as well? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily get super excited just because of it. Um, no. but they, they were definitely good results, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And and my favorite thing about it is the opportunity that the youngsters get in it, seeing the likes of Ricky yeah. Puic, who is constantly class, a big, big, uh, I'm a big admirer of him, as I think a lot of Barcelona fans are, as we spoke about uh, Trincao, Pedri. Um, let's speak about Arujo, who was unbelievable yeah, in this game against today, yeah. uh, Girona. For me, my man of the match. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what I was um, what I was saying to a couple of people earlier today was that I can see Araujo, um, 
like from Barca B players, I can honestly see him playing the most this season because it, considering the new formation that Coleman has with the double pivot, it, it's 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 hard to see Ricky Puch or Alenia playing that much. Um, but Araujo, not much competition in the defense like Pedri or Trincao or Conrad face up top. But Araujo definitely showing signs that he can start over Pique this season. Yeah, absolutely. And as well as it seems in this match, he was preferred over uh, Longley. Um, that that PK and uh, Arujo partnership uh, blossoming, which is is very very good. The pace of uh, Arujo to get back is something that is contrast to Gerard PK, who yeah. has slowed down over the years with age. But um, mm-hmm. I agree with you, and especially if we don't get Eric Garcia, uh, he he should be racking up the minutes. And what's really really positive to see is the fact that it hasn't taken him a lot of game time to kind of fit into the role that he's been asked to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even regardless of the fact of which if Barca sign Garcia or not, I'd probably still give more opportunities to Araujo. I mean, he's he's taller, he's stronger, he's faster, he's better defensively in my opinion. But that that would be a good that would be good competition for the both of them. Yeah, it definitely would. But I would agree with you. I'd have to give the uh, the 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 slight. Slight advantage to Arujo because I think he's been unbelievable mm-hmm. um, when he's been given the chance and he, of course, is gradually being ingrained into the squad. So perhaps this will make the Barcelona board uh, think maybe we wait one more season to get Garcia because I believe then we can potentially get him for free. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that could be something that they are looking at. But um, let's speak about fullbacks for a minute. I think that is an area you know, or the priority area if we're going to sign anyone. Um, Would you agree? Yeah, I just wanted to bring up something um, pretty interesting right now. I posted on my story um, yesterday that Benfica got knocked out of the Champions League qualifiers yesterday, which is like, okay, put aside the fact that we are not interested in Grimaldo at all for whatever reason, the board isn't. And we haven't ever been linked with him. But if there was ever a chance to bring him in, I think now is the perfect opportunity. As I said, Benfica got knocked out of the UCL qualifiers. Grimaldo is going to be looking. He, he He's just about to turn 25, probably in his prime. He's going to be looking to play a much higher level of football. Um, after spending 80 million euros this summer, Benfica, they are now facing a big hole in their budget and they need to sell some of their top players in order to balance the books, which for me, yeah, I think it's the perfect opportunity to bring them home. Yeah. If there's ever an opportunity, it's, it's definitely now. And like Mm -hmm. you say, I I can't understand why there hasn't even been speculation about perhaps looking into him at least. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. What side of the, uh, defense do you think, uh, speaking specifically about fullbacks, what side do you think needs uh, looked at more urgently if you had to pick? Ooh, that's that's definitely that's hard, but I'd oh, I, I'd say I'd say I'd say left back. Mm. I'd say um, under a formation where there's a proper right winger who actually stays in his position, unlike Messi who likes to roam leaving yeah. Semedo with less attacking duties, I think he he could he could become much better. 
Um, I'd still prefer Emerson or Dest over him, but I think Grimaldo, bringing in Grimaldo and replacing Jordi Alba with him is much more needed, in my opinion. Yeah, Jordi Alba is definitely getting on an age, and I think using him as a backup would probably be better. I think we need, need to definitely look to the future, and it just doesn't look like Junior Firpo is going to be... Um, getting that first team role even with Komen of you know what little we've seen but he's still picking Jordi Alba ahead of uh ahead of of Junior Firpo do you think his time at Barcelona is now done well I don't see him getting sold this summer however like I wouldn't mind I I I really wouldn't even even if we don't bring in another left back I'd I'd rather give Juan Miranda the chance over him um, we haven't really seen Firpo improve um, during his season at Barca. And he, he was given plenty of chances, much more than I expected, playing in 17 games and starting in 11 in La Liga last season. And although I hope he does prove me wrong, and I hope Coleman's defensive expertise over his playing and managerial career can improve players like him and Jordi Alba and Semedo, who lack defensively, I I just I I don't see him ever getting into the Barca team like full time. Yeah, yeah, I I have to agree with you. I think there was a lot of excitement when he came. He wasn't. He said he wanted to compete for that first team uh, position, but it, it just didn't 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 end up that way for whatever reason. And yeah, it looks like we are going to be looking elsewhere for uh, a backup. Uh, sorry, a replacement in the end for for Jordi Alba. Um, Going back to the, the the whole issue of not enough change, um, one of the two changes, of course, was our manager, Komen. Um, we're two friendly games in, so it's very early. But what, I mean, have you been impressed with anything? Is there still more that you'd like to see from him? How has his imprint uh, at the club so far fared um, in your personal opinion? Yeah, Um it's gone. Uh, it's gone pretty good so far. I, I really admire the fact that he did change uh, the formation to a four-two-three-one, and he has lived up to his word. He has been playing youngsters quite a lot. I mean, we'll have to see how that does in once we get to the regular season. But I, I do admire the fact that he does play with the four-two-three-one because for years us Barca fans have been saying we want this formation to be given a chance, especially with Messi. We think that he could excel in a proper number 10 spot. And I, I think I I really, I'm starting to like his tactics more and his formations and his style, but still his, um, the players that he's been targeting, according to uh, several reports, just haven't been it for me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think one thing that us Barca fans need to take into consideration as well is the changes that he has made um, in this in the small time that we've seen are changes that we've been asking for for so long. Um, so it's not like he's you know brought something so new and unexpected. You know, these are changes that the majority of Barca fans can see need happening. For example, moving Messi into a more central role, having someone as a right winger. That was the main thing that impressed me in this in this game <clears throat> against Girona. Um, the way that he used Messi in a more central position and had him and Griezmann kind of playing off each other a little more and allowed Trincao to operate down that right-hand side. It was so good to see uh, the pace, the aggression um, on, of that hugging uh, the, the right touchline 
from Trincao. And I think that will definitely benefit us. So, you know, as I was saying, these are changes that a lot of people could see needed to happen. But credit to uh, Ronald Koeman for implementing them in the short time that we've seen so far. May it may it long continue. Um, but yeah, like you said, some of the interest in players has been odd to say the least. I'm not sure why we're focusing on midfielders. I really don't know why. For me, Alenia is honestly good enough to be a, a first team player. Uh, yeah. Ricky Puig as well. Um, and then we have, of course, uh, Busquets, Frankie de Jong, uh, Pjanic. Um, who am I missing? I'm definitely missing a few. Pedri can play in there. Um, who else am I missing? There's definitely a few, but but you know you know what I'm saying. We yeah, have yeah, a yeah. littered, <laughs> littered midfield position. And especially if we're going to play with two pivots, um, you know, we're not going to need as many midfielders in that sense. Coutinho as well. So I don't know why Wijnaldum is being looked at. I really hope that's over. Um, what's the latest on, on that update? Um, so the latest on that is that Liverpool aren't actively looking to sell him, despite that this is his last season, his last year of his contract with Liverpool. They aren't looking to sell him and he isn't looking to leave, which is fantastic news for us. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we spoke about it before the fact that we couldn't really believe that we were as a club prioritizing, it seemed Wijnaldum above uh, Thiago. But um, yeah, it's the way it is. Luckily, it seems like Wijnaldum won't be coming. Um, so so that is definitely a positive uh, for, for the squad. And I, and I think also a positive for the youngsters such as Ricky Puig and Alenia, because this new system that's being tried out with the two um, double pivots, we're likely to see uh, De Jong and probably Pjanic be those two main roles. So I really hope that we don't lose track of, of Ricky Puig and, and Alenia because I think they could be so instrumental if used in the right way. But it definitely is about how we're going to set up the team. Um, in your personal opinion, what do you think the best way to do that is? To, to what, sir? To, to set up the team formation wise oh um okay it's 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 actually quite difficult like this is like considering the players we currently have right yeah absolutely yeah okay um backline um i I'd, I'd play Semedo, araujo Langlet, and jordi alba with neto of course um the two doubled pivots of pianich and de young um at the number 10 spot, I would have to put Messi on the right wing. I would have to put um, Dembele and then on the left wing, Fatih, and then up top, Griezmann. Um, I would... The 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 good thing about having this many attackers is that we, we're going to see a lot of rotation and we do have yeah. quite a bit of depth up top um, as Braithwaite can still play quite decently, Trincao... Pedri can play as a winger or as an attacking midfielder, all of that, um, Coutinho, all of that. It's it's going to be difficult, but it's also a positive as well. Yeah, and I think it'll be in really interesting to see if Ronald Koeman can get the best out of these players collectively. Um, for me, in this game, we saw, uh, we saw Coutinho operating on that, uh, left-hand side, which we saw when he was here under Valverde. Um, for me, I'm not a big fan of that. I much prefer him uh, slightly further in field. I think he's far more instrumental in that position. But again, it's like you have Griezmann, you have Messi, and you have Coutinho wanting to play in that position, it seems. So 
Yeah, for me, I'd probably uh, from the performances I'd have to I've ha- I would have to put Trincao ahead of Dembele. Um, but like you said, rotation is definitely going to be key, and I think with the amount of players we have an up and attack, and probably we're going to see Depay come in as well. Um, yeah, we we just have so many options. Uh, any more news on the Depay front? I'm sure people will want to know. Um, not. Not to not at the moment, not today. Um, there were many reports saying that he did agree personal terms with Barca. Um, there were also many reports saying that Leon will accept the first offer that Barca puts in, going to be around twenty five million plus five million in variables. However, at the moment, they have to sell players before they can buy Depay. So that's whether that be Suarez, Vidal, Rafinha, Braithwaite, whatever. They they have to sell players first, and then they will put in a first official bid for Depay, which Leon will accept. Yeah, and it's looking like it's going to be uh, 25 million euros plus a f- 5 million euros in add-ons. Um, do you think that's a good deal? Do you think it's a necessary deal? Definitely not a necessary deal. As I said before, the attack is the place where we... Are most stacked. Uh, we definitely need to be putting that money towards. I, I feel like twenty five million could be enough to even buy Grimaldo. So I don't. I don't know why we're spending it on the attack. However, it is an amazing deal. Like when you think about it, Depay, world class forward, very versatile, can play anywhere across the front three as well as an attacking midfielder. Twenty five million for him. I mean, since the beginning of last season with Leon, he's played twenty five games and scored nineteen goals. Like that's that's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah, good stats. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is worth noting it is in the French league, and I know a lot of people have opinions it is, on but that. Even even in the even in the Champions League, I mean, he scored twice against Leipzig. He scored against yeah. Juve. He I, he could still he could still do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I don't think it's a a necessary thing, but of course it's a nice add-on. It's I'm, I'm just slightly confused as to why we're putting the money in that area. Yeah, I'd imagine Braithwaite would go if that was the case because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I couldn't see I couldn't see Griezmann depart. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If we sell, if we sell Suarez and we sell Braithwaite. And we still have somehow magically have the money to buy Grimaldo and buy um, Emerson or Dest. I I wouldn't mind bringing in the pie. Like I wouldn't mind. I just wouldn't yeah. like like want it. You know, but like I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I hundred percent get you. I think um, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I can't quite. <sighs> Honestly, I think Depay could give Griezmann uh, a run uh, oh, yeah. or um, yeah, yeah, a battle definitely. for the first, the starter. Definitely, because Griezmann is not doing enough. Even he's really not doing enough for mm-hmm. to warrant not not. If we just even take away the price tag, he's not doing enough to warrant a first team start right now. He doesn't have yeah. any competition for it. So other than Braithwaite, but you know they're always going to try um, and play. <clears throat> the 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 bigger money signing rather than going for for Braithwaite, but yeah, yeah, I mean for me he'll definitely push for that first place squad uh, first place start. Who do you think should be uh, awarded the first team start? Ooh, it's hard, but I think I think Coleman will probably opt for the pie. That is if he sees him as like his role as being a number nine, because he might opt to put him on the wing as well. Um, but I, I'd still, I'd still give Griezmann the start. 
I'd still give Griezmann a start. But Depay, depending on how the season goes and if he comes, he can definitely give Griezmann a run for his money. Yeah, I think we'll, I think basically just wait till he's here and then whoever deserves that spot gets the spot. For me, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, you know, do it on merit, do it on form, give them both a chance, of course, but whoever's performing better, that has to be the incentive for giving them the start. Right, um, talking of change, which of course is the, the whole point of the podcast, there is some very, very interesting, very, I feel very nervous about it, but... I'm talking about the 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 vote of no confidence um, that took place a while back. You can probably remember it was submitted a while back, and it's been collecting signatures. And we are now about to enter into the final day. Am I correct in that? Yeah, tomorrow at six. Well, uh, I'm not sure when this will get released, but on Thursday, September seventeenth, at I believe around six six thirty p.m. local time, that will be the deadline. That will be the cutoff for when the socios can bring in the votes to Barcelona. And at the moment, it's 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 actually looking quite promising. I think I think we'll hit it. Oh, I. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to get ahead of myself, but the, just t- talk people through what 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 is needed for it to go through and where we're at at the moment, just so they have a bit of perspective. Today there was pretty heavy reports saying that um, we all is needed is less than a thousand votes, and that was in the morning. Today they got plenty of votes. Like Victor, like there's presidential candidates that are collecting the votes. Victor Font alone got thirteen hundred votes, just alone. So I wow. think I think they're gonna hit it. I think they're definitely gonna hit it. The office is closed late tonight, and they still have tomorrow until um, six p.m. local time. So I think they're gonna hit it. I really, really hope they do. And finally, finally, our dreams uh, will come become a reality of Bartomeu losing his position, rightly losing his position. Um, if this does happen, what are the next steps? Um, I'm I've I've been quite confused um, with with this vote of no confidence. There isn't much information on the internet, and I don't think we've ever even gotten this close to it happening. But I'm. I'm not sure if there has to be another vote after this, but I, I, I really don't know. I think there is another vote after this where I've read that it needs 66% of the votes of the members, which is, I'm not sure if it's the socios or the board members. Like It's, it's extremely confusing. But if this is the final vote, which I don't think it is, Victor Font has said that the board will stop making decisions in October, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's far, far sooner if that happens. Of course, it's all hearsay at the moment and the numbers that are coming out are rumoured numbers. It's not absolutely official, so we will have to wait and see. Um, the last official number, what, was the last official number something like 14,000? Yeah, I believe like 14,100. But then yeah. uh, there were some heavy, heavy reports saying that um, only less than 1,000 was needed. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to be careful in these transfer windows um, not to listen to too much because we, yeah. as we know with this messy uh, saga, uh, heavily reported things often don't turn out the way that it was said that they would. Um, but yeah, 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 I mean, it's, it's definitely promising. It's, it's really, really promising. Um, and it looks like Laporta would be the, the man um, 
who's most favorite f- favored to to get that that position um i'm not i'm not too i'm not too sure i mean like um although everyone has their prefer- preferences perhaps um the barça socios will um still remember that he did have his downs at the club he had his ups and downs of course and he was blessed with quite an amazing team but he did have his downs like every yeah. president um I, i'm not too sure but i think in my honest opinion i think font is gonna win do you really yeah. okay yeah. would you prefer font over laporta yeah 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 i would I think it's time for a new a new era, a new change and I Font has been preparing for this for th- like 3 years. Meanwhile, Laporta just this week announced that he's going to be running for president. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So so maybe maybe it will. I mean, it's it's definitely pretty much between the two, isn't it at the moment at least. At least that's what seems to be the case. Yeah. Um yeah, I think no one else can win it besides them if I'm being honest. No, they are definitely the the men with the most uh, the most gravitational pull, shall we say? So, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm just excited for change. If it does happen, of course we are. I don't want to get ahead of ahead of myself. I don't want us to get ahead of ourselves because it is still, you know, many things can happen. We we may not even hit the number, even though it does look likely. But um, but yeah, we can only hope at this point. So. Yeah, there's been an absolute lack of change at the club, but still we continue. Um, what would you like to see change? If you could nail it down to maybe three three points, three main points of interest in terms of the main things that need changed prior to starting La, uh, the La Liga season, which is fast approaching. Okay, um, so definitely number one, has to be the board, but that all depends on the vote of no confidence. Two, I believe the team's biggest weak spot is definitely the de- the defense, mainly the fullbacks, because I feel like Garcia is not as needed because I think um, Araujo can do well um, yeah. in replacing PK, but I think the fullbacks is definitely the number two priority after, of course, the board reform. But replacing the fullbacks and getting in Grimaldo Dest or Emerson is definitely the priority. And then third would be um, offloading players like Suarez, like Vidal, like Rafinha, which we can get a bit of money for. Um, I wouldn't mind selling Braithwaite as well because um, we, we can get like 12 million for Rafinha, probably like 15 million for Braithwaite. It depends. But I think those selling replacing the fullbacks and board reform are probably the top three. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. It's it's mental that we're talking about potentially getting more money from a transfer from Braithwaite than we will from Suarez. <laughs> more from Just... Braithwaite than Suarez. <laughs> Suarez, Vidal, Vidal and, and Rakitic combined. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, what a joke. But yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, Rafinha pains my heart. I feel like he... He's got injured a few times just when I felt like he was on the cusp of of really ingratiating himself in the first team. But maybe it is time to part ways. And yeah. of course, with getting Alenia back and Ricky Puic, and of course, the, the more uh, esteemed uh, in terms of who's likely to, to start uh, other midfielders that we have at the club, it, it does seem like he will not get a look in at the moment. I mean, he wasn't even in the... Uh, the the match squad was he for no, for no, this for game? Both games. was he in the last one for no, both, for games. both games yeah yeah, yeah and I he's mean, not injured is he it's no it's become abundantly clear that he is not in Coleman's plans um 
I mean, it's quite obvious we are stacked in the midfield and attack. He can play as a right winger, but of course we already have like four players who can play there. And it's, it's, he's just not needed. It, it is very sad that we are we might be parting ways with him, but I think selling him for like 12 to 15 million, I think we just, we need it as a club right now. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we definitely need to recoup some money because we are letting players go. And whilst, as we were speaking about before, the clearing of the wage bill is definitely a very positive thing. We still want to be getting some money from the transfers that we we really should be. I mean, the, the players that we're that we're getting rid of. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's the hope at the moment. We really hope that will happen. And I think, as you said, if those three main points of interest in terms of what what we hope will change occur, then we are definitely looking like we. We are in a in a better place to tackle this La Liga season than we were in you know not that long ago when when we absolutely capitulated against Bayern. But I want to make it clear: listen, it's not done yet. There's so many, so 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 many things that need to continually and gradually improve and get a little bit better, like the mentality of the squad. Um, I think just the enjoyment of playing for Barcelona. I think as well. Yeah, I think Coleman will have a big impact on that. The mentality and the overall love for the game returning to Barca. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's absolutely needed at this point, and I really hope he can do that. Um, I'm going to give him my full backing. I just don't want to get ahead of myself and what I think he will do. So, before we wrap up this podcast, I'm going to ask you for a couple of predictions. Um, I want to know who you think the top four of La Liga will be this season. Ooh, okay, in order. I- <laughs> I think this is very hard. Um, Okay. I think Barca is going to get first. I think Real is going to get second. And I think Sevilla is going to get third. And it's so hard. Fourth is between Villarreal and Atletico Madrid. Um, Villarreal have definitely improved their team by bringing in Parejo, who is still an amazing midfielder in my opinion. Um, really shocking signing actually to bring in their bitter rivals captains. I mean, that, that was insane. Valencia yeah. going through it right now. But, yeah. um, I, I, I think, I think Villarreal will edge it and I think it will be Barca, Real, Sevilla and Villarreal. Oh, interesting. Interesting. They're definitely, definitely strong candidates um, to compete. And we were just speaking just before we started the podcast that we do feel like La Liga this season is slightly more competitive. Um, do, do you think anyone can push Barca and Real this season to actually go for the title? Or do you think that's not realistic at this at this moment? I mean, I would I would honestly love to see it. I really would. Um, I think if just anyone as long as they to, don't do it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love to see it. Um, I think if anyone has a chance, it's probably Sevilla, or like even any anything could happen. Really, that's that's football for you. But La Liga isn't too surprising. I think Barca and Real will still win either or. Um, but I think if there's a team that's going to push, it's going to be Sevilla. Because yeah. Atletico, if there's a team that's done less business in this window than Barca, it's Atletico. I mean, they've they've literally brought in no one. 
Yeah, it is. It's quite surprising, to be honest, a bit shocking uh, as to how that's happened. Of course, there is still a long way to go in the transfer window. That's why it is difficult to give predictions at this early stage. But um, I am going to ask for for another one. Who do you think uh, the team, who who do you think will go down into the Segunda this season? This is hard. This is really hard. I think, I think Huesca. I think, ooh, this is hard because I'm not like I I know I know about the bottom teams, but it's not like abundantly clear. I think we could see we could see like one of those teams, like maybe even like Celta or like Bilbao. You know how like they they've come insanely close to getting relegated, but then like they haven't. But I think this season it could be a surprise. I think it could be Alaves. Huesca and Elche. Oh, interesting picks. Very, very interesting. Of course, as I will reiterate again, still time in the transfer window and that can make a huge impact as to yeah. whether these teams uh, prosper or don't. But uh, but thank you very much. Thanks very much for, for the uh, predictions. Guys, if you have your own predictions in what you think will happen in this year's La Liga season, whether it be who is crowned La Liga champions, who goes down to La Segunda, please come and let us know. We'll both be very happy and very interested to know your thoughts. Listen, you can find us both on Instagram, as I said, at Blaugrana TV for Nico. He is absolutely smashing it at the moment. I'll reiterate, 1K off 100K followers, okay? So, you know, <laughs> let's let's just finish this now. Um, and and uh, recently I have started up my own page as well. Uh, it is a Barcelona fan page. It has all the latest Barca news and updates. Exciting new an original Barca content. Um, so yeah, if you if you fancy checking out, staying up to date, go ahead and do that. The uh, the Instagram app for that is at Barca Base Official. Um, check it out. Get involved. You know, let us know what your opinions are. What you think Barca need to seriously compete for La Liga, not just La Liga, the Champions League and, you know, everything that we're in because ultimately when you play at Barcelona, that's the goal. Um, But yeah, Nico, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the As I See It podcast, an episode of Barca Base. Any final words, Nico? Maybe a a message of encouragement for the team or... (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think uh, just a message for everyone. Stay tuned tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be a huge day involving the vote of no confidence. Um, we're going to see what happens, but at the moment, uh, it is reported that the leaders of the vote of no confidence think that they have hit the target of 16,500. However, they're just looking to get more votes to exceed the margin as some votes will come out as invalid for some several reasons. But I think they, I think it's going to be possible. Have faith. Yeah, it will be a very, very interesting day. Um, I'm probably going to put the the podcast episode out tomorrow. Uh, so for viewers, it will be out on that day, uh, if that makes sense. I hope it does. Um, so yeah, when you're listening to this, go ahead and check. You're probably if you're if you're tuned into to the Barca socials, you'll probably find out quite quickly. Um, I'm sure it'll be written everywhere. But yes, as I said, Nico. At Blaugrana TV, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Barca Base. And guys, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.